0: Welcome back to the PSB Podcast. Today we sit down with Jamar Royster. He is a pro powerlifter, social media influencer, apparel, content, and recipe creator. We chat about all things content creation, the art of the caption, and of course, a little bit of powerlifting. This was a fun and long anticipated conversation for us. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. I'm glad that it ends up translating, like, the same sound. Like, I'm glad yeah. it doesn't lose anything once you, like, upload it or anything.
1: Which is perfect. Yeah. because At least that's what you want whenever you create, like, what you're doing now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because, like, you want it to sound, like, as close to real life as possible.
1: Yeah. yeah. So and I only I listened
0: my... to our first episode. After that, I was like, I do do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem yeah. listening to my own voice, but... Um, I do. I won't do it. I think, for me... It's just because I was I did group fitness for such a long time, and I was so used to watching myself do classes, and I just got so used to it. I don't it doesn't bother me anymore, but I know that bothers a lot of people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think my problem was ever like listening to my own voice. You have a good voice. Like, See, people say that, but like I feel like I feel like it's a little too like nasally. So like when I hear it back, I like I only hear that. But right. people have told me that before, so I'm glad
1: it's not terrible to listen to. Like we're all hypercritical of ourselves. Like I hate. Listening to myself talk, but I'm like, oh, you've got a talk show voice. And I'm like, I, I really, really don't.
0: I wouldn't say talk show. I'd say like soothing, though. Soothing? Yeah. yeah.
1: Like you would put me on before you go to bed. It's
0: yeah. like, talk you to sleep. Like, read me a book. <laughs> you,
1: know I mean? yeah. <laughs> you could do that. You could do audio books. Yeah. I could see that. You know what? That, that could probably be really easy when I think about it because all you're doing is just reading the book. Yeah. 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 Better like voice acting. That's probably a little bit harder. Probably. You can make anything to make money. Yeah,
0: that's the thing is that like, as long as you have the resources to be able to record it, you could probably pick up any kind of recording job anywhere, whether you're reading a book or other things,
3: <laughs> other things, other things <laughs> <laughs> after the last yeah. one,
0: after the last one, my intro was like, so sit back, listen, and hopefully you get as excited as we were or something like that. And I got like 10 texts. They're like, Megan, you could totally do audio erotica. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's gonna be the next uh, PSB venture, huh? Right. What are we gonna call that one?
0: Uh, just peachy. <laughs> that's what we going to go with. <laughs> that's <actually> pretty dope.
1: <laughs> I feel like just drop gonna... the fitness. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: wow, it works. Yeah, it does. It actually, wow. does. Yeah.
0: Oh, so we're in your stock room.
1: Yes, we are. This is uh, this is where all the Rooster Fitness merch is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever sit in here and you think about like? like the next shirt or the next drop or whatever. And you're trying to figure it out. Like, do you ever get creative just by looking at your, like the stuff, like the stock that you already have, or you more like just like looking at the products that you have, like right in front of you.
1: I actually don't ever go back and look at the product that I made. I'm always proud of what I've made mm-hmm. mostly because it's storytelling, right? Storytelling is very compelling. So what I do whenever I create, I think about what this merch says, Even though the audience may not know, typically I try to explain that throughout my YouTube videos. I typically just think about where I'm at in life and what I want to portray on merch. And that's kind of how that works. But I'm thinking 24 Mm seven, always. I'm always thinking of the next thing. I'm always thinking about what is this going to say? Like right now I already have everything I want to do for like this upcoming meet at Corrupted. Mm -hmm. And I already have the design that I want to do I already have like the theme, the idea, like all of it's just flowing. And I'm like, how am I going to make that translate to my YouTube video? How am I I going to tell that story to my audience on Instagram, right? And it's all like dropping nuggets, hashtags, or just saying certain things in captions, playing certain songs, and just feeding them without them knowing Mm -hmm. until it happens. And everyone's like, damn, this shit's fire. And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you this shit for like five months now. You know?
0: I think with like Instagram captions, it ends up becoming something like, I know I'm really bad about not reading Instagram captions a lot of the time, like unless it's like someone's like lengthy post about something like really important, but I get really bad about because it it's such a visual, because it's the whole point of Instagram, it's a visual, you mm-hmm. know, social media, so you just get so used to like scrolling, I'm sure sometimes I can get kind of frustrating when people <laughs> aren't reading <laughs> the content, like the actual caption to the content, but um or even like, like paying attention. attention. Like, you know,
2: you talked about like using a specific hashtag or maybe like using a specific song. Like, I know that, I mean, that's something that we've, we've done also, like, you know, you talk about the, like the meet announcements that we'll put out, like we use a specific song in there and then we'll reuse it at a later time. And yeah, I mean, it's all, it just goes into the branding, right? It's even stuff that you wouldn't notice and you don't think about, oh, how that connects to that. But like,
1: you know, on a subconscious level, you kind of, it feels familiar. Yeah. You know, so exactly. once you see it again, it's like, oh, okay, I know what this is. Right. And it's like, you're buying in without realizing you're buying into it. And that's just kind of how that works. Like the whole time to eat thing. Like, first of all, that design was fire. Like, it's my favorite shirt to this day. Like, I sent it to you. You literally, like, I don't know. It was, it was in no time. He was like, here you go. Here are like all these other options. I was like, damn, <laughs> this one's it. Like, this is it. That <laughs> one know? was
2: so like easy too just because you gave me everything it was just like okay this is exactly what i want this is how i want just like i think that's the beauty of
0: like having partners that are as like i guess creativity like centric you know that you know exactly what you want i think some people they have an idea like oh this would be cool okay we need more context to make it cool right Right. because like just having an idea is great but you have like a very visual like you see it in your brain before you see it like on like an image that we send right. you, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's helpful for him. That's why it's so fast for him. Um, <laughs> it's just because it's like, you you know exactly what you want out of it. And obviously there's like small tweaks that have to get made, right. but like Kinda usually like the, you're very good at, at verbalizing what you want to see like clearly.
1: Are you saying that about me? Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I would hope, to. well, I'm very like meticulous. I'm very like specific as well too. Like for instance, when I send you the address, I sent you Raleigh, North Carolina, 27, whatever the zip code is, because I hate when people send me an address and don't send me that. Like, I'm I'm that type of person. Mm -hmm. I will send you the exact, everything to detail. And I need that myself. Like, if I'm going somewhere, you need to tell me where to park. You know, like, that's me. I try not to be.
0: I think also, and this is just from, like, since we walked in, you're very... You're a people pleaser too, <laughs> and you want to make things as easy for everybody else as you can. Um, you're very accommodating, <laughs> and so I think you also want to make it as simple and easy for someone else, like for so visiting here. Um, you having like the exact address, you know, if you were telling someone where to park, that just can make it as easy for them as you can. Um, and I feel that's just something I've noticed about you. I think you're just like very much you want to make it easy for other people too. Right, that's and I need to do.
1: I'll like maybe twist that a little bit. Instead of people-pleasing, I'm like a helper, mm-hmm. right? I like to say that because people-pleasing can be seen as a negative at yeah. times because then you get so wrapped into that. I wouldn't say I'm that per se, but I definitely would say like I do love to help someone's transition to make it a lot easier on yeah. them, as well as I would like that to be for myself as well too. Yeah.
0: It's like a high consideration of other people, and I think that's an empathetic um, trait very much so.
2: I like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and definitely at least as far as like the, the graphic design stuff goes, it's it's way easier as someone kind of putting it together. You know, if you sound, hey, this is exactly what I want here. I want you to do this. Like, you know, have basically the full list and the full map laid out where there's still some like, you know, room for interpretation, some creative input, but right. kind of saying, okay, this is what I want. This is where I want to go with it. And here's everything you need. That's, that's always super helpful.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like, it's really awesome. just, Again, going back to the whole like dropping nuggets and things like that, like with that time to eat designed, um, I kept just saying time to eat, time to eat, time to eat, and then I created. Well, I didn't at the time I didn't create a time to eat series on YouTube, but um, I was doing that clock um, on uh, you know Instagram the the graphics. I was just doing the like time to eat clock, and every time I was like punch into a gym, I'd be like clocking in. So like all those small things like add up and make it more meaningful. But um, I'm also super thankful for people who do invest and people who do, like you guys are very, very invested and you guys have bought a lot from the brand, which I'm truly appreciative of, you know, I'm small, I'm not looking to scale it at a massive level, but you know, maybe one day if it does happen, but right now I'm just creating things that I love and enjoy and I just want to put out in the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think people, you know, definitely in the Carolinas, I mean, see that, you know, can't tell you how many, like, gyms
1: you go to. You just see someone, like, wearing a a Royster Fitness shirt. (laughs) That's actually pretty dope. It's wild to think about. Like, I had a friend who hit me up and was like, yo, I saw someone in Charlotte at, I forgot whatever the gym was, and was like, they had a Stay Hungry shirt. So I went up and approached them. I'm like, wow, that one moment helped two people connect because they had the same merch on. And you know it's not like you know, like from a big brand. So, you know, like, oh, you know, Jamar personally, you, you know, this guy. So they kind of connected on that. So that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely a big moment, I think, for any kind of like brand or apparel or anything like that is when, you know, you have someone that doesn't know, you know, the owner doesn't have like a, a personal connection to it, but then it's still going to buy it and wear it because um, that's I feel like the, the, that's a big, you know, jump from you know, you have, like, friends and family and, and stuff supporting, right. you know, whatever business. and But the moment when you have someone you don't even know that buys it and wears it, I feel like that's a big, you know, moment. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I think we had a, a moment like that where I had, had someone told me they saw someone wearing a, a PSB shirt somewhere or something like that. And I was like, man, like, like I, I don't even, I don't know. It, <laughs> it was a sticker on a car.
0: Oh, yeah, stickers are like, you know, we're very active on Social now we do a lot of live stream stuff. So people who we don't know sharing videos of a live stream that we did with our little PSB productions thing. And it's like, yeah, that might just be a meat recap of theirs or whatever, but like sharing anything that we've like touched at all feels really nice I know I hear it too (laughs) (laughs) that's Nala (laughs) she's very relaxed (laughs) she's chill she's very chill
1: but going back it's just like so powerful though like you're doing something in the world and people are like watching and seeing and sharing and like it's it's just super meaningful
0: well we've talked about this on Instagram before but like specifically like with your shirts um it's like you put so much time you're not dropping things all the time Right. You put a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of creativity and like mental energy into launching one product at a time. And maybe long term you have, you know, goals of dropping more than one thing or, you know, multiple things like in a full um line or something, but, you know, people see the work that you put into, into a product, right? And people see like the work that we put into a video or that mm-hmm. you put into a recipe or, um, or into one of your YouTube videos or into your shirts and your apparel, like people see it. And I think that's why more people want to invest money in it. One, cause it's a small business, right? Two, Powerlifting is, although it doesn't feel small to us, it's still a very small niche (laughs) group of people. Um, And so, like, people want to support people within the community. But it's also, it's like when someone puts that much effort and time into not only the actual product, but into the story behind the product and make sure it brings people in to that product, right? Right. Like, Like with the donut drop. Right. So like you made a video and you talked about how that was you and Becca's first like date and how, what the donut like means for you. Right. What sprinkles mean and what, how important this drop has been for you. Um, And like that is, you know, that you're bringing people into a personal thing for you. Correct. And then you also have high quality to back it up in addition to the, like the context. So I think people see that.
1: So. What I'm hearing is you watch my YouTube videos. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: That is our dinner uh, TV time. (laughs) It's always you or Dom or uh, what's the garage gym guy? A basement Brandon, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. Basement Brandon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple we have on rotation. I do have to give Dom a huge shout out. He's If it wasn't for Dom, I probably wouldn't be back into the merch game because I started, like, again, I told you Rooster Fitness was – um a personal training service Mm -hmm. at the time in 2015-16 and back then and um i stopped merch as soon as i put it out i just had it out just because people were supporting i came out with my first youtube video showcasing the brand Rooster fitness and the training services so it was all like even back then it was all connecting one thing and everyone was buying in it was just literally like a post on a story post on instagram where it's like if you want a shirt just dm me it's this amount of money, I'll send it to you. And that's kind of how that was. But since then, I didn't do anything. I was like, all right, cool. Cause it's not super lucrative. Like it's not really at all. I mean, you can, if you want to like break people's pockets, you know, and like break the bank, but I don't really, you know, want to do that. But, uh, then in 2018, I think Dom was like, you know, Hey man, you need to really get on YouTube and like tell your story, you know, showcase your, your, your story to nationals. that was the first USAPL primetime session I did, which was 2018. That it was the first year I got into powerlifting. It like oh, one not year powerlifting thing primetime. Right? Yeah. What? Well, two, I think. Two, two years. Two years. Yeah, so okay. it started in 2016. 2016. Gotcha. So yeah.
2: 2018 would have been in
1: uh Washington, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't the first year I got into powerlifting. It's the first year I got into USAPL cuz I started in USPA uh, testing. Right. Yep. And I switched. Yep. Yeah, did. One meet Battle on the Border in 2018, and then just qualified for prime time. So I just recorded everything. It was so uncomfortable. It wasn't fun. The video quality was just not, it was my iPhone, you know, but you know, he's, he was constantly pushed me to just create, create, create. And I'm glad he did, because if he didn't, I wouldn't be scaling. When I say scaling, I mean like, in my, in my head, I'm thinking the type of content I'm putting out on YouTube. Like I try to make each video decent. I have this thing where, you know, I'm an achiever, right? I'm always trying to do great things all the time. I'm always trying to up myself the next time. And then I'm doing that over and over and over. And then what can sometimes happen is on the unhealthy side of being that achiever, I'm overworking myself. I'm not necessarily- We can't relate (laughs) You know what's funny? I was was about to ask, I was like, do you ever feel (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> Do you yes, ever you don't feel, even have to don't finish. Even, yes. <laughs> like you like you don't realize how much stuff you're doing yeah and you don't even get a moment to stop and think but whenever someone says something to stop you dead in your tracks you're like dang i need to take a moment for myself and just breathe for a second
0: yeah in addition to that it's not even just like stopping and like taking time for yourself it's stopping and Realizing that's like when you're in it all the time and you're in that pocket of creativity and you're in that pocket of like grind and you're just working, right? You're not able to really appreciate the things that you've done. It's so Sam Calhoun posted something on her stories yesterday and she was like, you know, when you're around pretty much when you're in an echo chamber, right? Whether it's like you're just around a bunch of strong people all the time or you're around creative people all the time, you think that what you're doing is never good enough, right? Mm-hmm. But when you take a step back and you really just look at it, what you're doing is insane, right? Like the the fact that you're able to, you know, spend as much time and effort on your videos and they look as good as they do and the products that are as high quality and as stylish as they are or the videos that we make or the things that we're putting into the gym, when you're when you really think about it and you step back and you're like, what we're doing actually is pretty incredible, <laughs> Yes. but we're very similar people. All three of us are middle children. <laughs> <laughs> um. So That's I think wild. we all kind of have this mentality of like, it's never actually good enough, like mm. in our brains. Um, but we relate very much to that sentiment of, you know, taking some time and having to almost like force yourself to take time. Well, when you guys to were really like, we're on it. vacay.
1: I was like... It's like this doesn't feel like vacation. We weren't really on.
0: We weren't really on vacation. We were just in a different place.
2: (laughs) I mean, it was nice to get away from like some of it Mm -hmm. though, because like we didn't have like the day to day stuff, like going into the gym and cleaning and you know putting the bars up and you know all of that stuff. So it was nice to have a break from that. But yeah, like we were still working.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the change in environment definitely helps every now and again. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Um, yeah, that that helps a lot, but. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's hard, It's almost hard to get away from it. Like you said earlier, where you're always like thinking about what you want to do and exactly what you want your videos to look like, or, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to like switch that off, you know? Cause like the, the, the creative ideas don't always come at the most convenient time when you're like actually ready to do something. Like when I'm trying to go to sleep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real. Like they hit at such random times and I'm just like, oh my God, I need to talk to someone about this because, like, I need help. Like, so I... (laughs) (laughs) So Becca's my go-to person that I can talk to about a lot of things and she helps me, like, I'm just word vomiting, saying things that are amazing things and she's like, okay take this let's put this here let's take this let's put and there you go there's your timeline mm-hmm. you know what I mean I'm like okay this makes sense and sometimes all I need is that you know because like I have all these great ideas like you said like you just, it just keeps flowing and it's hard to turn it off but sometimes you just kind of need someone to just kind of express that to you. and you know it's been very helpful over the, the course of the last couple of years versus fitness has uh, re, I guess rebrand not rebranded yeah I did rebrand but also like come out with new merch and stuff now I'm more so like thinking about how I can service people, but also how cool it could be and what it could mean. Then you made a comment about like the recipe thing. I'm like, Oh dang, I forgot to do that. Yeah. Like, I, like literally in this moment when you said recipes, I was like, Oh yeah, I do do that. You know, I do make videos now for recipes and I do, I am a recipe developer and content creator. It's wild. Yeah.
2: I bet it's really cool to like have that kind of niche where it's like something that you're obviously really good at. But it's kind of like, you know, if you have this skill like that, it's like, OK, how do I actually use that? And how does that translate into like an actual job or an actual, you know, source of income? So it's really cool that you are able to kind of
1: use that skill that you already had for something like that.
0: It's got to be kind of scary, though, to make the jump to make that your primary source of income, though.
1: Yeah. All this was accidental. Okay. <laughs> um, not the jump but being a recipe developer was truly accidental because I'm not sure if you guys knew at the time, but I was sponsored by Kodiak cakes. So that happened years ago and sponsored all the way up until the beginning of this year, which we uh, dropped that. And I've just kind of gone off and done my own thing. But prior to that, Kodiak cakes signed me on as, uh, I don't even know what they called it at the time, but they put me under their athlete list. So I could announce that I was a Kodiak Cakes athlete, but not like a, sponsored athlete, but I was sponsored. It's weird, it was this weird thing that we agreed on. Um, so I was getting paid by Kodiak Cakes and they, I was getting free product all the time. But what they had asked was for me to create stuff for them and just develop recipes. And I, for years I had no idea that I was a recipe developer. Like it never hit me. I was just creating and creating and I enjoyed it and I loved it because when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And I love being able to take a product and turn it into something that I'm like, people can't do this, but I can, you know? And it's, again, that a- achiever mindset. Like, I can do this, and I can make it better. Or if this person did this, how can I flip this and make this better? And it was just always doing that and always trying to up myself the next time, the next time. And then eventually, Buff Chick reached out. Well, strong, strong friends before Buff Chick, because Buff Chick wasn't um, established yet. So I had traveled to Texas in 2020 with Jamal Browner. And we were out there. We were visiting Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, a bunch of friends and stuff. And Ryan hit me up, and he was like, hey, man, I see you're in Texas, man. You know, come on over. Hang out with me and Meg. Let's, you know, chat some stuff up. I was like, yeah, absolutely. We'll come over. So I ended up hanging out with them for a bit, and we was just, like, talking. And what I love about Ryan and Meg is uh, Ryan – and Meg Squads, Meg. Sorry, I'm just saying <laughs> the names. And I realize you like, don't know who Buff Chick <laughs> is. I don't
0: understand. I don't really understand why you're listening to this podcast specifically.
1: <laughs> I just forget. Like I'm just talking and saying names. I'm like, yeah, we know, but maybe some of the people in the audience doesn't know or who there's listeners. this
0: just a little side note. There's this podcast I listen to um, called Smartless, and they it's a three actors. It's a uh, Sean Hayes, um, Jason Bateman, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Anyway, they talk show business stuff a lot. And anytime they say something that's like, you know, shop talk in you know show yeah. business, they go, for Tracy back in Minnesota, they'll like say like a thing, <laughs> like, hey, for those that don't know who this is.
1: <laughs> so uh, back to the, the story, it's, I'm, I'm basically, I, I've worked hard in my life. I've always worked hard in my life. And I've worked now in the powerlifting community to build my name to a certain status to where like, I have relationships with People, you know, I have relationships with people that most people don't even know that I do have. So with like Megan and Ryan, like they're they're good friends more so than anything dealing with business. Like Ryan's cool. I hang out with Ryan all the time if I could, you know, one of those. But, you know, we were just in the house, like you said, talking shop, like we were just chilling. Um, what I love about Megan Ryan is that they won't give you the answer, but they'll give you tools to help you find the answer. So whenever, you know, I was doing all the stuff I was doing, uh, Meg was like, yeah, this is really cool. Have you seen this person's stuff? Have you seen this? Have you seen that? You know, we really have this idea and we would love to, you know, talk businesses, Ryan talking at the time. And it was like, we would love to like, you know, kind of get you on board and, you know, work some things out. And then that's when I started working with strong, strong friends and all of that and creating recipes for them and developing these things and taking photos. Cause if you're a recipe developer, you have to become a product photographer because you can develop a recipe, but if people can't see it, people don't want it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you know, the algorithm changes with uh, social media is just how it is. So videos became a big thing. So I started to getting very creative with the videos. Like, how can I really draw people in? It's like visuals. So that's kind of how that started. And that's when my eyes were open to like, Oh shit, I can make money being a recipe developer. Because I am one, I have been doing this for such a long time, and I had no idea I was. So I was kind of, you know, it was just an eye-opening experience, and that happened with Strong, Strong Friends, and then Buff Chicks came along, and all these other brands and business. Like even before all of them with Kodiak Cakes, I was working with Extend and a bunch of other protein supplement companies, and like this one jerky. Like there's just all these random companies I was working with, and not really realizing who I was. So I couldn't really use my full potential in the sense of the business aspect of it. Like how can I like scale this? Cause that's something I really would have done, which is what I'm doing now with the recipe developing stuff. Sorry. It's a long I story. think it, no, you're
0: good. <laughs> um, I think it can be a lot harder. Cause you mentioned earlier, like if you do what you, if you like, if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. To an extent, because <laughs> then you do, like, especially once you monetize it, then you have to, you have certain deadlines, and you have certain things that you have to do, and certain, like, you know, quality that you have to, like, upkeep. I think it can get really hard to, like, want to keep doing it. I think it is, it is easy to burn out, especially when you have, you have a switch that you can't turn off, and you just want to keep putting out content. You keep having these ideas, and it's hard to keep track of all of them, and, and yours specifically, it's so social media based. You have to have, like, a schedule. You have to schedule it all out. You have to have kind of, like, a... A goal of, you know, per week, like what things you're going to do and per day. And for you specifically, you have a page that is very well structured <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and you kind of have to, I think you were at nationals and you were like, I have to post a food picture. Yeah. <laughs> so it was some salad from, you know, whether it was a the hotel bar, or the yeah. airport or something. Yeah, I was like, to, um,
1: you know, I got to stay, stick with the theme. And
0: You have to. Cause like what, ha- what would happen if you messed up that one picture and you yeah. accidentally posted a different one or whatever? I would delete it. <laughs> you have to. Do <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> like, hopefully no one saw it. <laughs>
1: I will delete it. It's happened before. And I was like, oh, Lord. Well, it doesn't happen too often. I'm pretty good with my my main page. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been, like you said, it's been over the course of like five, six years of me just being consistent with it. It doesn't look like it because when you scroll back, it's just like, oh, there it is. But then when you actually look at the dates, it's like, oh, I've been consistent for years. Yeah. And if I could just like express something to people in general, it's just anything you do in life, just be consistent. Right. And I, I hope to display that with not just that, but like all this describes who I am as a mm-hmm. person, really. I can just go on and on and on about <laughs> random stuff that I do.
0: It's funny because we're talking about your page, and I'm sitting here like, before I knew who you were, before I really got into powerlifting, I had followed your page because your pancakes were so pretty. Oh, thank like, you! Like they <laughs> just looked so nice, and we were big into Kodiak cakes at the time. Not that we aren't now; we just don't make right. them as often. But, um, and I remember I only followed you initially just because your pancake pancakes. recipes just looked so cool. I was like, oh, I should do that. I never did a single recipe. <laughs> But they all look so great. And I was like, Oh his page is so pretty. Oh, I appreciate that. The pancakes were amazing.
1: <laughs> but they're expensive.
0: I know, I know. They're very expensive. Now they're they so are, good, but
1: they weren't they weren't as expensive back then, but now they, they're up there.
0: It's because they got a name for themselves and it's yeah. it's easier to fit macros with Kodiak than just about any other brand and they actually taste well, they like taste good, good. Yeah. versus most like, you know, gluten free or, you know, whole grain companies. They'd, they just don't taste very good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sure. Although you know, we pretty much never did make pancakes with them.
0: It was because, always waffles. Uh, We're waffles, always waffles, waffles people. Really? Mm-hmm. Correction, I'm a waffles person, <laughs> and he just eats whatever I cook. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh,
2: if I had to pick between the two, I think I think I would have to prefer pancakes. I think so. here's my
0: problem: is that like pancakes are a science. You know what I mean? Like you have to have the, just the right amount in the pan. It's have, have just the right amount of like if you're putting chocolate chips or something in it, like it and it has to flip at just the right moment. You can't flip it too early or too late. Like it's 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 just too particular. With a waffle maker, you it's just simple. flip it and it tells you when to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
1: You wanna know something so funny, right? Like I am known as the pancake got, but mm-hmm. Mecca, Becca makes the best pancakes. They're the, the perfect coloring. Like the coloring is the hard part is just getting it to that nice like brown, golden, yeah. golden look. And she nails it every time. That's good. Like you said, like me, I can get it. But, you know, every now and again, I'm like, damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like using the pancake analogy a lot for people it's like oh the first one might not be great but as the, the second pancake you is know, always pretty good <laughs> yeah.
1: Rebecca's <is> the first
0: <laughs> first well, one always and
2: something i learned from your page which i'd never seen before is using a little like the egg forms yes. and you pour it in that that's how you get like the
1: shape to mm-hmm. it instead of them just being like completely flat like, oh, yeah,
2: that that i tried it one time it just didn't, it didn't work out it's,
1: it, it is hard it's not easy but for the aesthetics Um, I was like, I was always like, how can I improve the pancake achievement mindset? I keep going back to this. How can I improve the the pancake thing, right? But the only reason Pancake God ever existed was because when I switched to USAPL, I noticed everybody had like a trendy handle, and I was like, okay, this is how people are building their names. This is how people are growing in the sport. If you're if you're not like you're somebody, but if you're like at that top level and you're trying to get noticed and you're actually pushing for that acknowledgement and that approval and that like audience of people to come to your page. Like I a trendy handle, handles what it is. And I was like, what am I doing? Like what handle can I have in it? I went through a phase where I was just kept changing it for like a week. And eventually I kind of got stuck with pancake God. It well, there's a guy who on, on Instagram named pancake God, G O D. And he actually makes pancakes every single day. I don't talk to him. Don't really know him, but it's like, he has like the Guinness, Guinness, <laughs> get his word record <laughs> <laughs> of uh, the genius, world genius record <laughs> <on mercy>. uh, <laughs> of like pancakes or something like that so i saw that at the time in 2018 and i was like fuck it, i'm going to be pancake god how do you have
0: a recipe of pancakes to make every single day
1: i don't know i mean i feel like you got to end up repeating a couple well i think or it's improving more so on like a, i think it's more so just eating a pancake every yeah, day oh, yeah, you yeah. know i wouldn't
0: want to do that every day
1: i would get bored
0: I get bored. I wouldn't want to w- like wash the same dish every day yeah. and like get all yeah. all the same like ingredients. It's I mean, just
2: do you not think? Do you think? Do you think he actually does it? Like
1: actually eats one every day, or just like snaps? You know a what? I have no idea. Well, he doesn't make them ridiculous. It's just like yeah. a flat pancake.
0: Honestly, he probably just makes a bunch at the beginning of the week and then just like That's heats smart. up yeah. one yeah. pancake.
2: Yeah. I mean, or he even just like has a bunch of pictures that he posts. Yeah, I, I think
1: I like that. went could through, and I think one picture was just so like they're all basic, but it was just so basic, and I was like. He's just doing this just to showcase he's eating them every single day. But, you know, I'm not trying to give him any clout or anything because I don't know him. You know, like (laughs) just just something. Kudos (laughs) to you, bro. But uh... just just saw it one time. So that's anyway. So pancake God is how that happened, because I knew that was going to help. But then I was like, okay, let's say on brand. I got to build these pancakes out. And how can I make them look amazing? Right. Because when you cook them in a skillet, like you said, it's a science. So too much water makes it too liquidy. Right two less makes it super thick mm-hmm. you just got to have the right amount and so i was like okay thick fluffy pancakes is something that i'm gonna do um and then i found this egg mold one time at like walmart and then that's how it started and um, it takes a little bit longer to cook but once you finish that stack it's only four so it's two servings of kodiak cakes so it was never crazy but when you take a picture It It looks massive. It looks to scale, yeah. (laughs) It's just like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) yeah."
0: And it's also like Kodiak is very Mm -hmm. nutrient-dense pancake mix, like extremely. Um, (laughs) So like a little bit goes a long way in my personal You know, and you can history. like use
2: a wide-angle lens to like yeah, make it man. look even bigger. Just like to do it from below, so it
0: looks really high. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just, <laughs> just
1: make it. And then after that, it was like, all right. Well, if I'm gonna do this every day, you've got to just start making things a little bit different. If it's a season, like do something seasonal. Like if it's a holiday, do something for the holiday, and just keep that going. And that's kind of how it was for a while. But what that ended up doing, once I ended up building a name from that in the powerlifting community and being known as that, um, I was like, "All right, this is the time to." I forgot when, but I was like, "This is the time to showcase that I enjoy cooking. Like I have all these different things that I can do." And once I started doing that, people was like, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't know you could cook." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I can." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, now I get a lot of people who miss the pancake stacks, missed the crazy stuff. But I am now monetizing off of recipe development, Mm -hmm. you know, which is, I love that I can set myself up back then. Now, you know, it's like, I'm a forward thinker. It's like, all right, cool. I know this is going to get me here. I'm not really sure how it's going to all play out, but eventually I know I'm ready to capitalize whenever the opportunity presents itself.
0: Yeah. I imagine a lot of people probably think it's easier said than done recipe creation, just because it's like, Oh, just, you know, mix protein powder into X, Y, Z, and it's easy peasy. It's like, but does it taste good? That's the thing. It's because you got <laughs> to make it taste the, yes. good and look good at the same yes. time.
1: Taste is huge. So I have this thing where I, I, I don't know if it's a true thing, but I always say I'm elevating the basics. So if I can teach people how to make a simple dish taste elevated, I'm winning every time, right? There's so many different ways you can make an omelet, right? There's so many ways you can – like everyone – that I know of that follow me is like, I follow you because it all looks good, but I wouldn't do it myself because it's just too much time and effort. And I'm like, it's really not. But the little amount of effort you put in, you can really take a, a basic dish and make it taste upscale. Simple things, right? And that's just kind of what I hope to showcase with all the things that I do. There are some things that I do that are take a little bit more time that require a lot more effort. But I enjoy cooking. I enjoy the process of cooking, just like I enjoy the process of getting stronger, just like I enjoy the process of building out merch. I enjoy the process because the product is going to be A1 every time.
3: Yeah.
0: Nothing less. That's, I mean, that's the beauty of the brand is that it's been very consistent for as long as I can remember. And I don't know how long that is, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't hasn't been relaunched since, it's been a while, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I relaunched like, June, July of 2020. Fun fact, when I went down to Carolina primetime, that was like the one year of oh, Versa Fitness re, re, relaunching, right, right. which was like really cool, which I'm wearing the shirt that I like, this this is so crazy. Like, how did this <laughs> happen? All, all those connections. Oh my God. The universe is conspiring. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I'm wearing the shirt that I like, you know, just presented. And this was like a thinner one because it was super hot during the summer. Right. But yeah, But yeah. yeah, that was pretty dope heat that day it was very hot that day Wow, i made weight by the way <laughs> 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 oh yeah that's right because it was I only forgot. a couple days yeah, it it yeah, before, you only had a couple days yeah and wow. then we flew out yeah,
2: yeah. i think
0: atlanta open beat um carolina primetime heat though <laughs> yeah
2: the meat from this past weekend it was hotter and that Yeah, that was the hottest meat i've ever been to wow but I mean it was the same deal. It was like, you know, it's a it's a warehouse gym with no AC, but this one was, you know, two platforms. I think it had like 120 lifters. Yeah. So like, man, it got
1: it got hot. But Got some questions. <laughs> <laughs> Ask away. No, for so like with PSB Productions, like you guys are now like like filming recording you're doing all of this stuff like i i just kind of want to know i never really know anyone's backstory like i want to know how that happened and how are you doing that now because you're now at meets you're doing all this recording stuff i know we're doing some stuff together you know what i mean i'm not sure if i can say that here but oh yeah no no, okay yeah Yeah. i know we're like working together on some things but i I think by the
2: time this is out i think some of that will already be out in the public okay perfect (laughs) um yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it started with Carolina Prime Time last year. I mean, because before that, we didn't really. I mean, we didn't we didn't do anything like that. But I, that, I mean, that was when the gym started too. But um, I think for that one, I focused a lot on the live stream for it because I wanted it to be like top tier because I knew like you know you're gonna have a lot of people coming in and watching, and you know, and that's one thing. But you're gonna have even more people watching on the live stream.
0: Not not only just, like, watching the live stream, like, as it's going on, but people going back and getting their lifts that they couldn't get a good angle of on the day. Or, you know, people, you know, sharing it on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, wherever they're sharing it. Like, the live stream, at least up until that point in North and South Carolina, had not been um, very high quality. And so we wanted to elevate what a live stream could be, um, and give people an idea of like, you know, with a little bit of effort, how it can be elevated.
2: Yeah. I think we were kind of like not expecting it to be quite as big and have as much attention as it was. So it was kind of like, Oh shit, we better make this good for people watching. You know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) Like, I don't want to be embarrassed by this, but, um, so we just put a lot of effort into that kind of a lot of research and, and, you know, learning how to put everything together. And, um, I think I just really enjoy doing that. And it was really kind of like, it, it you know it was like you were saying it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to kind of elevate it above what like most people are doing because most people just won't take the time to to do that and that's okay but um I think from there it was kind of like all right you know we're doing this year how can we make it better for the next one you know and it's like okay for the next meet you know we buy this stuff and get this extra equipment here tweak this part of the live stream you know and just making it better each time and kind of got to the point where it's like okay well you know we're doing this now here we only have like a a limited number of of meats like you know what else can we do with this stuff we have all of this nice equipment right you know it's just you know sitting in a box in between our meats like what you know how can we use this and utilize it and um i think from there i mean it just kind of turned into like all right what what other meats around are around we'll go you know we'll go drive to north carolina and go stream that meat or we'll drive to georgia and do this one here and um i think georgia states this year was probably, the, I think that was the first one that we came, like, we went out and actually helped. And that was before PSP Productions was, like, actual, or like, a real thing. um. But it was kind of like, yeah, like, I like doing this. I like going out and, you know, streaming the meets and doing some of the media coverage, you know. Like, I had never really shot a ton of stuff, like, uh like film stuff before. But really? I, I, I tried it and I was like, oh, it was, it was pretty fun. I like I it, I think you know? the
0: the perks of it is that we do own a gym. And so anytime he, we want to get more experience with photography or with, videography we own a gym busy saturday afternoon all you got to do is take the camera out there and just yeah. practice yeah um yeah.
1: brenton gets real tired of me going out there. <laughs> 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 but that's that's how you get better like the same like i started off with just trying to understand but shout out again shout out to Jamal. he was he handed me my camera he was like hey i like elevate your content be consistent and then just gave me the the lens not the lens the camera i have now i bought the lenses um, and I was just like, okay. And you know, like I love doing this stuff anyway. So I was like, I bet. So it was just going out, just grabbing back every blue moon, just like, I need to get some photos. I need to get some shots. Oh, I don't really like this lens. I need to find another one. Oh my God, it costs that much. How can I, how can I, you know, make money to do this? All right, cool. Let me develop these recipes for this company and this and this and this, and then just getting better over time. Like you said, just kind of like where you can get it. And then the video stuff just kind of came along with that, you know. Yeah, I think I think we kind of like came at it from different angles where I never did any
2: of the the pictures or anything and even today, I mean, she's probably better at taking pictures than I am, but um yeah, you know, like you were saying with Instagram especially like where everything is really going towards video and it's like oh man, like it takes a lot longer to put everything together yes. and But then like when you can put it together and you do something nice, like it will just take off and like the algorithm will pick it up. And it's like, wow,
1: like this is insane. It changes. It's just so good. And then like, even for like lifting content, you know, that's kind of how like me playing around with the videos, like you go way back, look at some old lifting stuff. My like, it's over like contrast and just like really bad. And I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. Um, But then I ended up buying some classes on Skillshare, got a Skillshare, like, You know, like not that you need it, but I was like, if I'm going to be really good at this, I want to invest money in my time. So I got a membership for a year. And for a year, I was like looking at classes, looking at how to take better photos, better videos, and then just kind of applying it. I think a great thing is being able to kind of see an idea and then just kind of going with it. Because like I think once you have like a general idea of what you want to do, some things start to happen. and You can just like, oh, I didn't like this is a great angle or like this. And you kind of play around with that from there.
2: Yeah and then you just like watch other people and you know what other people are doing and it's like okay you know this person's doing this like how can i put my spin on that mm-hmm. you know not copy them but take it and do something different and yeah. you know you get ideas that way and you know able to kind of just refine your skills over time and exactly. you know i i know i look back at you know some of the stuff that i've made you know years ago and i'm like oh man i like, guess very good i don't know why i posted this but you know you kind of like you develop over time and mm. it, it's good to just get stuff out there i think yeah. um because then you you learn from that and um i mean i found at least like people aren't going to go on instagram and say like oh this video sucks you know why do you even post this <laughs> I Think I some people do <laughs> some people do but i don't know i, I haven't had that
0: <laughs> i'm sure there's quite a few uh influencers out there who get plenty of those messages. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah I'm but sure. I, I get what you're saying though. Like it's better to be doing something than not doing anything. Cause you're going to get better, especially if you have that mindset of getting better or something. Like if you're putting it out there, you can go back and reflect like, okay, cool. I can do this better next time. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah.
2: Actually, I think back. There was one thing, um, the, the overlay for the live stream at nationals, that one was definitely not my finest word.
1: <laughs> past nationals.
2: well because that one also yeah you know what i'm talking about
1: <laughs> I, mean, I, I was like i just got quiet i was just like i didn't know it was you
2: no so okay so here's what happened with that one is um you know i, I
0: think I, a lot of it's user error too it's not just you, him, yeah, the people who some were of it. running it
2: so you know a, a couple of days before nationals and, and i'm already doing some stuff for the national office in terms yeah. of like uh you know the videos that like had everyone's picture on it and had like the, the little, a lot. little but that, um you know that, that was me that did that and just say sent it to me a, you know a couple of weeks ahead of time said hey can you put this together I was like sure you know totally and then a couple of days before uh, you know the competition started they were like hey like you know our guy that normally does the overlays is out sick mm. um can you can you handle this I'm like yeah totally so I sent them one and like it, it looked pretty nice um, but there was a specific way that you had to put like the uh, lifting cast on the right. overlay. Because, um, you know, the way that it works is, like, when the lights show up, they kind of, like, pop out. And so you have to make the background transparent. Mm. But they didn't know how to do that, the people that were doing the stream. So they kept, like, calling me. And I'm like, okay, like, you know. Like, like literally this.
0: calling during the primetime session. Like, hey, this is not working. Can yeah. you fix it? <laughs> and it's, it's
2: one of those things that's really tough to, like, do over, yeah. you know, over the phone. Because it's also, like... I mean, there's two different ways of doing it. I mean, the way that I like to do it involves some like some actual coding and programming. So it's like, it's, it's you can't do that over the phone. That sounds difficult. Um, but so after that, we're like, okay, this isn't going to work. Let's just let's do, redo another version and then send it to them. And so I tried to make a version that you, you didn't have to do that. And they could kind of put it in a different way. And I was like, oh, you know, we can put this. And I just didn't have a whole lot of time to do it because yeah. I still, you know, like I was at work that whole day. And then I get home from work at, you know, five PM and then I have to have it to them by like seven. I'm like, okay, I got like Jesus. a couple hours and I still got a train, so so that's my that's my excuse.
1: But Yeah, I mean I wouldn't really call it an excuse. I mean it's yeah. you mean it's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's what happened.
0: We'll just say that this is us unofficially putting in our request to let us do the next prime time session live stream, please, and thank you.
2: Yeah. I mean I think it would be <laughs> I think that's the goal. But yeah, definitely not my finest work there. That's probably the one that I've gotten the most hate about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we live and we learn, you know? Yeah. Like, well,
2: and, you know, because the other thing was like all the overlays and stuff that were happening during the, that, that was not me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take credit for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't.
0: That was someone who pressed a button three <laughs> too many times.
2: <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad because we were like, we were talking to the math like, hey, this is what you need to do. Like, Someone's pressing the button at the wrong time. And apparently, the person that was like doing that and was operating that got told to go home after that. I was like, oh no, like, ouch. <laughs> this is not what I wanted.
0: Oh. <laughs> just press it like 20 seconds sooner. <laughs> but, the,
2: and then the thing was, it didn't get any better though. So I'm like, did yeah. you just, did you send home the wrong person? It was a,
1: it was a, it was a rough one. I will say that, the live stream wise. However, though, now I feel like you guys have set a, I guess, expectation that, all of your stuff going forward is going to be top tier, right? Carolina Prime has got so much hype behind it because one, like you said, the live stream's a big part of that, you know, cause I mean, this is the world we live in now, you know, social media and all this, and people aren't always traveling to meets, but they would love to see it family who can't go or friends, you know, they love to support and the live streams are a big part of that.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think that almost makes it scarier.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Especially, like, we were worried about this upcoming Primetime. Obviously, it's like the live stream is something different because that's always evolving. Right. But um, as far as, like, just the general quality of whatever product it is we're putting out, right, whether it's live stream, some kind of video, whether it's, you know, a meet that we're putting on, doesn't really matter. We we uphold that same standard to ourselves or we, we expect ourselves to be better every single time. Um, and I think that we were nervous. I was nervous this year for Primetime. Granted, it hasn't happened yet, so I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but like when we first announced, it, I was like, "Oh, I think I don't think we're gonna be able to beat next year." It's just it's such a hype meet. I don't think I don't think we're gonna be able to beat it. Um, but then, you know, this partnership happened, and we we're able to improve the marketing side of it, yes. which it was already hard to beat the marketing because we I think we did a really good job last year for marketing.
2: Yeah, yeah I think. So, I mean, looking back, and honestly, if you look back on it, it's not anything crazy. Like, there were a couple of graphics, and it, it was really just the concept of a meat actually promoting itself on Instagram that way, that... that I, to my knowledge, hadn't really yeah. happened before. And not just
0: promoting the meat the week of the meet, right? right? Which tends to be the villain. general go-to for most local meets, yeah. right? Is that it's only being promoted maybe maybe once when it opens up for registration and then you get some stuff the week of the meet as far as like what the schedule is, maybe the sponsors, something like that. But usually it's like one post. That's pretty much it.
1: I think a lot of that, you know, goes back to like how it used to be, right? Where you know this meet, Battle on the Border or Fall Fest, you know those are good meets, right? So, Everyone's like, "Yeah, you got to do that meat because it's a good meat." But in terms of like you said with the um, marketing side of things, like we never had to do that. Mm-hmm. Now you kind of have yeah. to a little bit if you want the meat to
0: scale at a certain. Well, level. especially when powerlifting as a sport, which is just really strange, is yes. just such an Instagram heavy sport. Yes. Yeah. Like it, it is Instagram, right? Like the entire, almost the entire sport is on Instagram. Um, As far as like the videos you post, all of your lifts, your stories, all that kind of stuff. Like you you have to be very active on social media, not to make it, but to stay relevant, essentially, in the sport. And so I think that's probably what changed it too, is that we're the youngest meet directors between both states, I'm pretty sure. Right? North and South Carolina? Youngest meet directors outside of Forrest. I think Forrest is younger than us.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay. But he's not directing another meat from my knowledge.
2: I think he is up in New York in but New York. he he moved.
0: Yeah. yeah. But um and I think that probably aided us a little bit was that we are younger and we are more familiar with social media as a whole but Instagram specifically and we used it to our advantage.
2: Yeah. I mean, and there're definitely people out there like doing it better, but you know, it's it's you know one of those things that like you know we want to kind of like show people like okay this is how you can do it you know this is another way to market your me and i think people have already you know kind of seen that and, and copied it you know or you know um you know usapl seeing the
1: the marketing behind it and saying hey like we want you guys to help us with our marketing so, lately usapl has been getting a lot of like you know like good comments about the new stuff that's been happening which i'm like
2: Like this is what we need. This is what (laughs) we needed for a while.
1: I mean, like, let's be real, P PLA has has not done anything special. Yeah. But what they're doing, it's smart and it's working, you know? Like it's just it is what it is.
2: And you know, that's what I've always said is like right now they are definitely like beating USAPL on social media. Like Mm -hmm. there's no doubt about that. But you know, like you said, what they're doing, there's not anything special. So I think there's really a big opportunity. Um, which you know we're we're trying to take advantage of now, where it's like okay, where you, you have this much bigger platform, you have more lifters, mm-hmm. and then you have the ability to to do other stuff, right? Like PLA, you know, they'll they'll you know post a reel of a lifter and their training, and they'll you know put some captions on yeah. it, tag them, do a bunch of emojis, yeah. and that's it, right? But you know, with us, with all the stuff that we do with PSP Productions, it's like okay, we can actually come up with these nice graphics and these three D animations and. You know, there's there's just a lot more opportunity there for someone, you know, that, that has more skill to do that kind of thing, to come in and elevate it beyond what PLA has the ability to do.
1: Behind that, and also supporting the lifters, like, it just feels very, like, I don't know. I feel like we can make this, I don't know. I just, I agree with everything you're saying, and I just feel like it's more, like, coming from a different, like, viewpoint, and I think that we have an ability to be way more marketable than what we are right now, you know, like you're not just posting like the one or two lifters that you want to continue to showcase that has this massive following. Like you have an, so many freaking athletes. You have all these things that we could potentially do. Like that last video with the collegiate joint, it was fire. I was like, dang, I'm here rapping you know, <laughs> like with the video with, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's dope. Yeah.
2: I mean, and, and you know, stuff like that, like it doesn't take a ton of effort, right? You have to like, you have to know what you're doing, but I think I put that together in like an hour.
0: It wasn't an hour, but uh, <laughs> it probably mind. felt like an hour to you. It was like three, right? Like it was an right. afternoon. It was an yeah. easy afternoon. Um, I think one thing that, you know, has kind of hits all of our content is probably the the music side of it too. I don't think that that gets um, enough because music obviously plays a huge part in everyone's lives in all these different ways, right? But especially the music that you choose for any kind of video that you're putting on social media. And I know that yeah. I spend a lot of time between the two of us, um, selecting like the right song. <laughs> it's gotta be just right. And it has to hit at the right moment. Mm-hmm. So there was, ai um, can't say too much. There's a video that we're working on right now. And, um, the song started, I think like, like th- it was like three seconds too early. Right. And I was like, if you just start it, like just a second and a half to two seconds later, <laughs> yeah. It'll hit exactly right. (laughs) That's it. So I think, like, I don't think, you know, in addition to also, you know, the – the actual quality of the photos and videos that you're taking, you know, the thing that you're trying to say, but I think the music plays a bigger role than a lot of people probably think. Yeah,
1: kind of like, uh, so the video that I showed you, which, you know, I hope it's to your standard. I really, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, is this kind of what you're looking for? Like, it's I'm funny that you're
0: worried about it because it looks really great. I'm
1: dead serious. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know how this is going to go. I feel like this is too basic. Let me, anyway, so getting back to it, the person. I,
2: Doug, I was worried that mine were going to look bad. Like, <laughs>
0: Dude, that's the thing. That's that's what we were worried about. I was like, "Oh man, Jamar's is going to look so good. We're going to have to Never. elevate ours." Yeah, that's why I'm like,
1: "You're going to be able to tell who made which one." <laughs> I just, I uh, came at it, uh, I, I just came at it at a different, like, well, what, what was already in my head is already what I wanted to do. The place and stuff was not in what I wanted to do, but it's just what happened during that time period. So the person that you know was behind, um, you know, I just was like, oh, "This is what I'm going to do. Keep doing this. Keep doing this, or whatever." But like like you said, going back to music, right? This person has this specific song that just resonates so loud with them, which is what I kind of use in that that background. And then when it hits, it's when the deadlift drops. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, whoa. Or like when he starts to pick it up. But he's like, I which I showed him. But he was like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. but like it makes, you know, it makes a big deal. It makes yeah. a big difference.
2: Yeah, and that was what I did with another one that I did. I don't remember if that I showed you. That was fine. I
1: was like, dun, dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the intro. Was, yeah. And then he- it comes in with, I was like, he did that, yeah. and it's it's that.
0: like precision timing, right? Like you mm-hmm. have to hit it at just the right moment, yeah. and it, it, it works.
1: That yeah. one worked, but that when you worked. have someone that has like
2: a theme song like that, it's like you have to use it oh, For everyone absolutely. listening.
0: We promise, when you see it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> apologies,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just it's just content yeah. behind the scenes, you know.
2: Like I said, I think I think by the time that this is out, I think that at least the first video will hopefully be out. Yeah, because we've got there's a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: like we're at what ten now.
2: I th- well, I, I've still got to go film two more,
1: um, so if I'm filming yeah, one I think, today and one Monday, and then I just have to edit and be done by next week. Sweet, yeah, almost
3: there.
1: Yeah, so I—I I mean, really, you know, not, not
2: being too vague, but I feel like this is going to be one of the coolest like marketing,
1: uh, um, what do you call it, like marketing schemes for, yeah. uh, for a meet. I when you when you sorry when you reached out, I was like, damn, this is dope. Like, cause it's it's. Like you said, you're just like, what more can we do? How can we make it better than last year? And I'm like, this was it, in my opinion, because now li- lifters have something to look forward to. Like, how can I be a part of that? Like next year, like pick me, you not know? just the not lifters, just the me, sorry. Yeah, not just like, <laughs> not just like lifters
0: looking at it and be like, oh, I want to be on that next year. I want to earn my spot. Correct. It's also, it's like people who, people who maybe aren't quite at that level. Right. They they it's more it's like oh who's gonna be next week
2: yeah,
0: yeah. oh what's right. coming up next week right. oh my god <laughs> well
2: and it gives a little bit more exposure like to the lifters and not only that but like it kind of gives them and the opportunity to kind of like drive the marketing and like what the storylines are mm-hmm. you know I think one of the things we learned from last year is to not try to like four storylines you know where it's like you know you might be talking about this person versus this person but it's like is that really what they want to be the focus of this right but you know when you go in and you just talk to the lifter it's like okay whatever they want to be
1: their story Mm -hmm. is going to be what they talk about and that's kind of how like when i did the um, collab with the youtube video with becca i'm not sure if you guys saw that one but like it's just more of her wanting to like you know becca's a very Quiet person. She just minds her business, does her thing. She's just very intentional. She works hard. She gets after it. And that's just really it. But no one really knows who she is beyond that surface. Most people are like, you know, standoffish because they know she doesn't really have much time because she works from like 8 a.m. to like 7 p.m. And then she goes train and she only has a X amount of time to lift. She has an hour, hour and a half and she needs to get in and get out and wake up and do it all over again for the next. You know, forever. <laughs> so, you know, that was an opportunity to just kind of like let her tell her story and let that be just about that. So, I think taking it in a way where you like self, we're like we we're, we're promote our own self. So, you know, like on my Instagram, I'm just promoting what I do and all the things that I can do. This is my story that I'm just wanting to open up and share with you. And I being able to do that, just in my opinion, like for instance, this Carolina primetime. Let's say, like if I was doing it, it would be it would feel so dope that I get to like have a x amount of time to just share my feelings and my thoughts versus someone going on here sharing what they feel and think about you to the world or to their audience and then those people taking that and it's like i think and feel this way about that person too you know what i mean like you want people to in my opinion like love and fall in love with the athlete themselves versus what pe- people else are saying yeah so hopefully um hopefully that has a good you know response at least and
2: you know what's what's cool about it also is you know and a lot of the stuff with Carolina Primetime was kind of like okay you know we're not stoked on how meets are being run at you know at whatever level local national whatever like okay what what, what do we want to see different and let's just run our own meet that right. way you know and and that was definitely the case in the marketing also it's kind of like okay what would we like to see you know like USAPL do for the Arnold or do for Raw Nationals you know that kind of thing and you know now what's nice is we also can kind of handle that. So (laughs) if this, I mean, if this goes well, like there's no reason that we couldn't do the same thing here leading into the Arnold, Mm -hmm. you know, I
1: legit will say like the pro series had such a great opportunity to blow up and it fell real short in my opinion. Now that's coming from someone who I wouldn't say I'm in the pro series, like, but I am, but I'm not invested in the pro series because it started lacking and falling short. So like I, I, wanted to post this. I want to say some things, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. I don't really care that much, but I do at the same time because I want to. Now <laughs> I want to see this grow. But it was more so like the whole Arnold shit. Like the only reason, like, well, I am doing uh, corrupted strength at the end of the year, and I was already planning to cut weight for that. Got a couple of cookbooks I'm working on to come out, so it all just works again. Like I said, I'm forward thinking. I'm doing all these things, and, and like I'm not cutting weight just to promote a cookbook, but I'm cutting weight because I want to one lose a little bit of weight. Um, and look good. But also since I'm doing a cookbook, it just made the most sense. Uh, but if I'm going to do that, I'm going to go all the way. So I was like, well, let me just cut down to 82 and a half since there's just meat. But also like I ha- I work with all these brands and businesses in Texas. So it's a business trip. Let's do all these things at one time and just kind of like put all my eggs in this basket and just go with it. But if it wasn't for that, I probably would have done like maybe the Virginia pro, you know, just to keep my points up in the pro series. But I didn't want to do that. You know, cause I'm not, there's nothing that's enticing me to do so. But when I saw that Arnold video, I was like, I wasn't even excited for the Arnold at all. I was oh, like, just screw wait. it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the video comes out. I'm like, now it's kind of hype, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But then I'm like, but well, that, that's it. It's not that it hard. It doesn't
0: take, I mean, I know that like, obviously there are, there's work that goes into creating Correct. content, right. But Correct. like in the grand scheme of all things, right, like you, you have resources that you're at your fingertips, right? Like everyone has resources. There's so much that's on YouTube that can teach you how to do a lot of this stuff. There are plenty of influencers who are, you know, making money off of teaching people how to make content and how to make it well. And it's not difficult to do as long as you can put the time into it. It's like, I know time isn't free, but it isn't, it's not going to cost you that much to invest in the long term. You know what I mean? Uh Like a little bit of time now will carry over for a lot. And so I think, it's a lot easier than people think it is. And it doesn't take much to hype up. a meme. it doesn't but it re- take a but little bit. It just bit.
1: requires a little bit of effort. And most bit. people don't want to put in yeah. that much effort. Yeah. Even though it's a little, bit.
0: It, Yeah, bit it's a little bit to I'm, us. I know a lot of yeah. people, it's like, Oh, Instagram real. I can't, I can't handle it. And it's like what he did. Obviously it yeah. is, it is a lot of like skill. And yes. It takes time and it took effort for you to get good at doing that. But like that is level 10. You know, there was a level one through nine prior right. to that, you know? Take well,
1: it like I mean, it's like powerlifting. Like you don't know everything in the beginning, or you have some fundamentals, but like you get better the more practice and time you put into it. Like it's just like that. That's how I apply everything. I'm like, well, if I'm going to spend this amount of time doing this, I'm going to be good at it, or I'm going to figure it out at least. And if I don't, that know probably it, I'm is finding. why
0: you're so good at powerlifting. Though <laughs> is that like you like the consistency and you like yeah. the challenge of consistency and like what comes with you know. And I like being great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But think about it. The only reason I went to USAPL after USPA tested was because I was the best tested there, right? I went, my first meet, broke a national record, right? Then after that, it was like drug-tested nationals, won that shit, you know? Then it was like, great, let me do a state meet, won that. Then I went to IPL World in Atlanta, Georgia, won that. And I was just like, this sucks. like, Because I know I'm not that great. Not yet, at least. And then it was like, but during that time period, I learned all about USAPL and who was the top dogs there. And I was like, I'm not the best here. I need to move. You know what I mean? So that when you put yourself in a position to compete, to actually be great and the best, you learn to, like, get better at certain things. Like, you learn to get stronger. I mean, strong strength takes time. Don't get me wrong. But when I put myself in those, uh, when in that uncomfortable environment, I'm able to grow and get better. But I have those goals to chase and things like that. But sorry, I didn't want to cut you off.
2: Oh no, I <laughs> mean it's you know it's, it's got time. to be an uncomfortable environment, yeah. you know, in order to actually grow. You know, because you're you're never going to grow inside your comfort zone.
1: No, that was a guy that I saw someone repost one day, and he was just like, "This shit isn't for everyone. Like, getting stronger hurts. Like it's painful. It's like we make it look like I when I squat 700 pounds, it looks super easy." But I'm beat up, you know what I mean? But like, I'm consistent, right? And I know consistency is going to pay off. And I've been doing this for a long time. Like I set goals when I, five years ago, I want to be the first to squat 700, right? I squat at 701. That's why it was so big for me. It wasn't because I did it before Russ. It was because I did it because I said I was going to do it. And when I did it, it was just so impactful. Like tears just started flowing because like I set a goal five years ago and I stayed committed to my decisions. I was flexible in my approach. But I did it. But I remember coming off that platform, off that second attempt, I was like, load that shit. I'm getting it no matter what. Yeah. And I got it, you know? And I mean, because I, I remember watching that thing. I was like, man, like, what, what is he doing going to 700? Like, he's making
2: But, I mean, you, you hit it. You didn't make that one look easy, but you hit nah, it.
1: I'll tell you, the platform was so quiet. No one had faith in me. <laughs> yeah, I walked out, and I just smirked because no one was, everyone was like, ooh. And it was like, it was like that pity clap. Like, someone was like,
2: Yeah, kinda like afraid to cheer. But I
1: smiled because I was like, I know I got this. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I know I got it. But then that also goes back to like just me just honestly just knowing that like I've set goals and I sent them out to achieve it. And again, I again have that achiever like mentality where no matter what, I'm going to do something. Especially if I'm like pushed pushed to the edge. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna I'm like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna jump. What's the worst that can happen? You know? I don't land on my feet. Okay, I'm I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna crawl, I'm gonna stand like eventually i'm gonna get back to where i'm going you know like now i want to be the first squat 800 but still <laughs> <laughs> at 90. <laughs> yeah i'm sure that 90 kilo class
2: kind of helps you a little bit I mean, we've talked about that before yeah but yeah kind of that easy. like in between yeah. you know it's i know that was kind of nice for a lot of people because you know 82 and a half like you know it's not that different no, from 83 most people are going to stay there but like yeah. if you're like on that upper edge like you know, it's, it's probably way easier to jump to
1: 90 than to 93. Yeah. I will say though, uh, if 93 was still a thing, I would, I, was, I would not do it. Like, it's just too heavy, right? I, for me to be like, most people who are top of their class are still cutting down somewhat, even if it's not a lot, they're still cutting down because to be at the top of your class or if you want to continue to put on like poundages to your lifts, like being heavier is the way to go. Like we all know that. Um, but at 93, like that's 205. I don't want to be 215, 220. I'm short, man. Like I'm just going to – I get wider. I don't get – you know what I mean? It's not turning – it's not looking – I'm not looking like the Hulk. I'm just, you know, looking like the Pillsbury dual Board at that point. <laughs> like, it's not something I want to do, you know. So 93 is just too much for me. But 90 is, like, that perfect – like, being being able to grow into, like, 200, 201, maybe 202 is like, okay, you know, I got a little cutting to do. It's not bad. Um, but being able to be under that consistently, though, and just walking in – even better. Like, that's how it was at, you know, Nationals 2022. 20, this Nationals, yeah, sorry. This Nationals, I was like, I think I've just I, been to so many Nationals. I know, <laughs> you know. <you're> <laughs> like, this Nationals was like 193, 194. And I was like, eating a burrito, eating that salad, like just eating stuff. um Because, like, I was like, okay, this is, I mean, this is perfect. That was my first 90 meet I did 93. Right. Yeah, Virginia yeah, Pro. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just a small flex, broke. <laughs> three squat records in a year from three different weight classes small flex
0: <laughs> and what's the plan with because you're going 82 for yeah. corrupted, right? corrupted that's correct why
1: why why am i going 82 mm-hmm. oh just because uh i didn't plan to do any meets at the end of the year i planned on cutting weight and doing so you were like, going to cut regardless i was going to cut regard. Gotcha. this had nothing to do with gotcha. meets, okay. but i think most people thought it was once they saw it but i also know that people I'm not telling my story on social media all the time. I'm not always talking so I can understand how that can be taken. Um, But also it's powerlifting. It doesn't really matter what you do. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's so small. Um, That's not me trying to keep it small. That's just me saying like it's a part of what I do. It's not all that what I do. Since I was cutting weight anyway, as I said, like if I'm going to do it, I'm going all the way. So when the invitation came, I was like, well, I'm already cutting I like, fuck it, I'm just going 82 and a half. Like, might as well get my get another meet under me anyway if I'm going to do it. Um, and then now the goal for that would be to just get an 800 total because that was a big goal. I had 700 squat, 800 total. I fell short when I got the 700 squat. I missed two of my deadlifts, which would have put me at 800. But, you know, 791, I believe, is what I finished with total. So it's like, it's right there. You know, if I can just cut one more time, get my maybe push further squat, get 800 total, Like that'll just like make Jamar back then super happy. (laughs) (laughs) But that that's the only reason. It's like if I'm gonna if I'm already cutting, I'm gonna go all the way. Like that's just that's how my mind works. If I'm gonna do something, I'm all in.
2: Why not take advantage of it? Yeah, 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 makes sense. It's an all in mentality, right? Yeah, and that's gonna be a big meet too. Yeah. I know, you know, when people talk about like the biggest meat of the year, I mean, that one's always brought up. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's going to be big because it's the first official uh, corrupted strength classic, right? Because they had that mock meat mm-hmm. a couple years ago, but this would be like the first I'm, like sanctioned. I'm
0: genuinely interested to see how it's going to go, um, just because this is their first like real meat they've run. They're doing, they're not doing it at corrupted. They're doing it at a venue like a mm-hmm. hotel, I think. So it'll just, I'm just curious from a meat director's perspective is this a big meet to undertake for your first one, like right. your first official meet? Um, so I'm curious from a meet director's perspective, how it's going to go. Like, you know, I, I can't imagine it's anything less than the most stressful thing that they've ever done. Oh, in absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty,
1: I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that's under him. That's stressed out right now. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. It's, it's him. So mm-hmm. you have to not, not that they have to, but like there's an expectation. Yeah. Right. And then that's a lot of pressure, but pressure is a privilege right like it just is what it is so i i am also interested as a lifter mm-hmm. how this meet is going to be run and i'm I'm going to lift regardless so like you know what i yeah. mean i'm not really thinking too much about it but i am also interested in what you just yeah. said
0: i think it's hard for me now just because we've run no we've not run like so many meets, but we've run enough now that you know you have an anticipation of bumps in the road you know what i mean
3: mm-hmm.
0: and so i'm just i'm very curious from that meat director's perspective. It's hard for me to look at other meat directors now and not, like, as the meat's going on and me not think about, like, oh, man, that must have been rough or, oh, man, I can't imagine yeah. that was easy to bring all that equipment in or, you know, all that kind of right, stuff. I think right. when you're just a competitor, it's hard to view mm-hmm. the, I guess, the, the side of the meat director where it's like, no, they had to bring in all that equipment. They had to make sure they got this amount of refs and this amount of spotters yeah, and loaders yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And um, just watching all of the buildup for this, I'm like... They're setting the expectation obviously really high for athletes um, as well as just like in general, like social media is really anticipating this. And then I'm like, that's got to put so much pressure yeah. on. What's the meat director's name? Because it's not Russ specifically. Uh, Gia?
1: Is, Gia? Is it Gia? I think so. Okay. And yeah. I think her name's on the sanction. Okay. If it's yeah, then she yeah. And yeah. Then then yeah, Gia is probably under. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, Gia, she's been she's been holding up real well. <laughs> Let uh, us
0: know if you need any help, Gia. Yeah. We are happy to provide any kind of advice <laughs> that you might need. <laughs> yeah, because I think
1: they just got the venue recently. Because um, I think when it I'm again i'm not sure i'm
0: surprised they were able to get a venue this late if i'm being yeah. completely honest yeah well
1: i think they have one
2: and then they switched it
1: yeah i don't i don't think they like the one they had in the beginning um yeah. and i think they were just looking and you know hey they got one so i'm yeah. excited.
0: Yeah, because we tried getting a venue for Carolina Primetime this year, and they were all booked. We couldn't get a single hotel this year. Yeah,
2: all booked are just way too expensive. Yeah, But yeah. We've, we've got a good one for next year, I think. Um, and hopefully it works out well, and we can continue using that one moving forward. Because um, I think for that kind of meet, like, it's nice to have it in a hotel. Yeah. You know, like, you want, like, an actual venue. Like, well, you, know, you guys are
1: also now, people are not just not just, like, one or two. Like, people are flying in for this meet. Like that's, oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs>
2: little, it, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's like, I don't want you to fly in for this meet and have it suck. But yeah, I mean that, I that's not going to happen. But no, I
1: mean you last year you guys had Petrie fly in and you know, Petrie is my boy. He did amazing. Like it was so spectacular meet. Like I think everyone there loved it. It was just the energy that you guys like what you did that first year has set you know that that tone right and then you're only going to continue to get better from there because this meets stacked this means so stacked a, yeah, it's, a it's lot on the women's insane. side as well like yeah i'm super excited for all the women i really am. well
0: last year and it's really hard for me to remember a lot of last year i think i was in such a a zone last year with the whole church towing cars and
1: (sighs) the heat
0: and it was our first meet, so bumps in the road that we didn't expect and all that kind of stuff. I think it's hard for me to remember how good the meet was because I only see the bad things that Mm -hmm. happened. But um I remember the women being pretty hype last year too. Like that being a pretty like intense fan section. Yeah. Um and then obviously petrie brought petrie and andre brought like intense hype that day too right. uh, but this year the women's gonna be like I'm, like I'm like first of all this is our first meet where women are gonna take up more than one flight yes it's shout out to the women <laughs> like, like it is so <laughs> stacked um not to mention we've got um
2: almost all of the pros are on the women's side yes yeah, i noticed yeah. that
0: we've got two male pros Right, Anas and, and Marcus. oh yeah, forget um, about Anas. Yeah, and Marcus. because yeah, yeah. he
1: wasn't on the original roster. He got added late. So but you yeah. got so you got uh, from the Carolinas. You got Marcus and and um, Andre. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Well, Andre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so the thing about the men's side is, I think it's really a toss-up. Like, really
2: for the top, almost yeah. three or four. You know, with the women's side, it's like okay, we know who the top two are going to be. We don't right. know who's going to get first and who's going to get second, but we generally like we know who's going to be that. Right. And we know he's probably going to get third. But the men's side, like, honestly, first through almost fifth place could be anyone.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm mostly excited. And, I Andre told me the other day, he's like, stop calling me out. But I'm really excited to see Andre, <laughs> like, show up and, like, do the thing. Because he hasn't been able to compete since last year's primetime. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm so – and he's, like, healthy. And he's, like – He's not in a ton of pain anymore. Like I'm, I'm just happy to see him like compete and also have competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, like, right. I'm sure, you know, when you did local meets, when you're the strongest one there, it's kind of hard to like, want to bring your absolute best. Cause like, other than just proving to yourself that you can do it, you know?
1: Well, I think at local meets, you're expected to bring your best. And if you don't, then, you know, that, that's a bad sign. But if also you should be able to bring your best at a local meet when there is no competition, mm-hmm. that's just how it should go. But something like Carolina Prime Time is where now you're competing mm-hmm. against all these other spectacular lifters, and it's just going to be exciting because a lot of people we all know because most of the people who are competing are from the Carolinas, and then you're now having all these other people coming in, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm hoping people from the Carolinas feel like they're invading our space so that we can have this yeah. like battle. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> that's, like, what that that's, that's what that we're intensity. hearing. Build that hearing. I'm, I'm just. Saying it, to let's people. hope everyone gets right.
0: territorial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I want to see people fight, you know what I mean? Yeah, like not really. Well, I
2: mean, because that's what kind of it is, you know. It ended up being this whole like you know, Carolinas versus Texas thing mm-hmm. with Petrie, and now we're like, okay, like who can we get from Texas? Like, we got Josh Longoria, but then we also got an OS where it's like, okay, like you know, this person could come in, like, are, are they gonna be on the podium? Are they yeah. gonna win? Like, they very well could. So, you actually are gonna have to like fight.
1: Yeah, I got you know, I got I'm very competitive, I got so pissed when i saw all these people coming in like yeah we're gonna win the prime the carolina prime zones i'm like i almost for a second had this like (laughs) thought like i'm gonna drop corrupted (laughs) (laughs) and i'm about to show them what's up (laughs) like that's how bad it got in my head at one point in time like I, I got to show up. But then I was like, I have to trust that all these other Carolina lifters are going to like show up. But then all these other people are like from out of state. You're like, Oh, we're going to win the car. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like ah!
0: well, and the thing is, I think everybody thinks, cause it's, it's loud, right? Like mm-hmm. we've got the, the, the handful of people that are from other States are loud about the fact that they think that they're going to win and that they think right. they have. And obviously they do have something to bring. Otherwise they wouldn't have gotten invited. Right. Like we wouldn't have sent them an invite, of course. but it is hilarious to me. All the, all the spectators of Carolina Primetime, people who are just following, they're not competing, they're just watching the meet yeah. and they're getting livid about the yeah. fact that there's like it's like, oh Georgia and Texas lifters, we can't have that. North Carolina, it's yeah. supposed to be Carolina Primetime. Yeah. Um, and it's like and it's like that's it's obviously it's like we don't want people to be angry at us, but it's doing the job that it's supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, where we've right. got really good lifters from other states coming in and making us feel a little scared.
1: Yeah. Well I mean I I mean I coached heaven. And uh, I know he's 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 looking really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna coach him to lose, but That's uh, gotta
0: be really hard for you to be coaching someone <laughs> who has the at Carolina Primetime has the opportunity to take the win.
1: So Marcus and Andre, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I need them I need <laughs> they, they will show up Marcus and an they're they're amazing yeah. uh lifters and there's so many more other so many other lifters that are going to show up like everyone i everyone plans to show up you know what i mean um but you know i'm not going to coach tevin to, to lose at all like I, i'd want him to put his best foot forward you know what i'm a i hope that he trusts me to make the calls that we need to make in order to solidify the numbers that we need to solidify because that's how powerlifting works right you need to build the total like we all know that but um I'm so, I'm just so excited because like you said, the men's side of things are definitely a toss up. Um, the women's side of things, I'm really excited because there's so much competition on that side of things as well too.
2: Yeah. And I think we're just going to see like a lot of stuff pushed on the women's side. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I could see several American records happening on the women's yeah. side, it, right? Um, where it's, you know,
1: all of it is just going to be so
2: exciting to watch.
1: Absolutely. And I think again, you guys have set that standard, um, for Carolina primetime where this, this is a going to be an exciting meet you have a lot of people coming out of state when that's kind of like button heads with the carolina people and i'm just excited to see what happens i'll, I'll be there i'm supposed to have the booth i don't yeah. really know how I'm gonna do that now
0: <laughs> yeah, like, becca's competing, like, competing, yeah. competing i'm just like
1: i need to hire someone for the booth <laughs> like take it down for a day maybe no i can't do that like yeah. Yeah. By, by that time i have a lot of new merch out and i want to like you yeah. know anyway
0: yeah, figure yeah. it out. We yeah, got we'll a little bit of time. Yeah. What we have ten weeks from today.
1: Yeah, I think it's ten it's
2: weeks. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll have the space for all the booths now. You know, like we said, we we changed things around to where the, you know, the lobby is going to be the warm up room, and so we'll have basically the the entire gym area open for spectators. And we, we, when we moved everything around, we kind of like had it in our minds, like, okay, how are we going to run Carolina Primetime? Like, where where are we going to put everything? So we had that in mind when we were kind of designing the layout. So right. I think it's going to be really good
1: that big bet. so like do this meet and do caroline primetime and in, in the summer next year is that when you guys are having it
2: yeah so right now it's sanctioned for june next year breaking news yeah i think i think we've already we pro- i think we talked about it in the last one did we you mentioned we it. have not yeah, I think we talked did. about the date for next year not the well, date, but you, it you
0: is it, it is officially sanctioned <laughs> for next year yeah um for june
2: yeah. So it'll be the same deal. It'll be two days. I think the way that we could split it up between the two days might be different. And like the way that you qualify is going to be different. So that will all be announced when yeah. it needs to be announced. But
1: yeah, it'll yeah. be in June and it will not be at PSB. It'll be at uh, a different venue. And that gives it, I mean, that's a great time frame, right? Because then you have, you know, now Nationals is in July. I don't know when, you know, Collegiate Nationals or anything else is like yeah rare.
2: i think that one's april i think you know we kind of picked the date out you know to kind of work around everything else like with nationals going back to october well, and it and helped
0: and it helped that the national office released like the actual like they came up with an actual like schedule of when meets need to happen like the big meets as so like when nationals are yeah. when the pro meets are going to be um and when regionals need to be where state championships need to be so we were able to work very well within that yeah well, we
2: also talked to the national office ahead of time it was like, hey, when we should we put this one? Yeah. And so we kinda got some some advice on idea. that. Good with idea. some other things, you know, in the works, some possibilities. Exciting. <laughs> Can't say too much, so it's a little vague. <laughs> no, I actually have no idea if it's happening, so I guess we can talk about it with the whole like pro card situation. Right um i have no inside info on that so i i I feel fine talking about it yeah um because i know a lot of people have kind of and you know myself included have kind of put it out there to where like hey you know at carolina prime time like you know best lifter could earn the pro card you know that would be really cool to have and i know i i wasn't the first one to say it but as soon as someone said it of course
1: i latched on and was like yeah we need to get that well it it's like the arnold's um where you know I don't know if they had like a certain well, I guess like nationals. I guess if you make top three, you have to still have a certain um, yeah, what's it score or whatever. Yeah, certain um, dots. So I mean, they could still do that. I mean, it would make sense.
2: Yeah, I think that's how they do it. I think the they they waived the like dots requirement for like the first year at nationals and then for mm-hmm. the Virginia Pro. But I think now to earn your pro card, you have to have that. You have to have a, I a think certain it's a four seventy five for women and a five hundred for men. Yeah. So like it's pretty, it's a pretty big you know yeah. number. Um,
0: Which it should be, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's one of those where the, the the qualifying total should go down. If anything, I think over time it should go up.
2: Yeah, um, but hopefully that works out. You know, so we we coordinated it with the national office that so, hey, like you know, when are the other pro events happening um, that you know of right now? One of the big like national meets, so we put it in the summer. Um, you know, I think it was a good time to to do that. You know, people that are still going to do nationals, obviously you have plenty of time in between, but I think overall we're probably going to get a different crowd next year anyways, Yeah, just because it's, you know, less than a year from the last one. And like, you know, people need time off, right. And you're probably not going to get the exact same people compete again.
1: Um, but that, I think it'll be good, you know, have uh have fresh blood come in. Yeah. I mean, you, you just never know, like with Again, with the standard you guys said, somebody may, may say, this is my favorite meat, so I'm going to do it every year. Like, you just yeah. never know. Could happen. Might be the time for me to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you one day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's June next year, I don't see why not. Um, just because, again, I have no idea if I'm doing the Arnold's or not. Like, I don't really have a desire. I just, I like going to the Arnold's, seeing people, and just having yeah. a good time. Like, having a meat attached to that just adds a little bit more they'll,
2: stress. There'll be some motivation. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might, you might, get you might change your mind.
0: He's got some We some got to things. see what happens.
2: <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. That next video is going to get me watched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just going to make every video to get you hyped just yeah. to go to the
2: Arnold. Just, it's going
1: to be dope. That's going to be my goal. It could happen. Like, literally, it could. Like, it's just, and it doesn't take much. It's just like, damn, that video was fire. I want to go compete now. <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. Hopefully, we could do a lot of stuff like that. But, yeah, because I feel like the Arnold, I mean, it's it's being promoted as kind of like the, the big meat finale. Yeah. The, the the Sheffield, you know, yeah. of the worlds, I guess, of USAPL now. Um, And, you know, speaking of which, if you look on the website, it's actually sanctioned as an international meet. Um, it's really? the only meet in
1: the U.S. that's sanctioned as an international meet. Well, because I think at one point in time, we had athletes from all over come over which was really cool
2: yeah because it was always sanctioned under NAPF, mm. which was like the regional like ipf affiliate right. um so that was how they were able to set world records mm-hmm. and then there was the whole thing that happened at the i think it was the 2020 arnold's yeah 2020 mm-hmm, arnold's yes. with the uh the world records not being counted and everything yeah. and kind of the beginning of the end with that yeah but um should've, it's, should've it's seen it there yeah it's cool to see that they want to continue to make that one like the big big thing you
1: know? it, it just makes sense it really does now that it, that is there and then nationals is at the end of the year it just makes the most sense yeah
2: um you know we're uh, we've never been to arnold we were going to go to this year but things kind of happened last minute that didn't allow that but uh, you know i've always heard it's more like it's you know it's smaller um you don't have as many people there but it's still like you have this big hype around it and i imagine it's what worlds would be like where it's like you know you don't have as many people there but you it feels more elite you know where i see where you could kind of build the arnold up that way you are you saying like the meets itself yeah as as far as like you know at least with the pro series stuff not everyone's going to qualify for that right, right? and it's, so it's going to be like a smaller pool of people oh, like raw people, nationals yeah. feels like this
1: big expo and you
2: know you yeah. have all these vendors there and you know every that's the one everyone goes to
1: and i feel like so i feel like arnolds is going to continue to feel like that though i i will agree and say like the lifters for the pro will be definitely not as much. It's going to feel like maybe like the Virginia pro or something like that in terms of like, you know, the lifters you're with, it won't be that crowded, but like the expo itself, like it's just so much going on Um, this year. Not as much. Um, It was still a little bit more crowded, but like not as bad. Like on a Saturday, when you walk into the expo, you're like literally shoulder to shoulder and you barely, you're barely in a sea of people. It's not like that. now. You can just still walk through and stuff like that. So it still might be like that next year. So which was still it was still decent crowd. But yeah. I remember going in what 2018 watching Ray squat like I thought it was just just the room was just so loud and it was just like holy crap this man just squatted a thousand plus pounds. Like and it was amazing. Yeah, that's one of those moments that's like, I'm sure you just had to be there. You just had to be there. You really did. I think Marcus competed that meet too as well. Like it's just oh yeah. It was a crazy yeah.
2: meet. Yeah, hopefully I, I'll say we're we're almost definitely going this year to the Arnold's. I feel like we have next to. Year. I think yeah, yeah next I think year.
1: I think you guys have to.
2: Yeah, like, I think it should be a requirement. for Yeah, you too. we <laughs> will <laughs> see. Like, yeah. We will see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully we're you know able to be there to actually work. But, yeah, you know, I, we'll see.
0: I would love to be able to go to Arnold so I could take my national ref exam. If for nothing else, <laughs> yeah. that, would be, that would be
2: dope. Yeah, that was the plan this year, but that didn't happen. Yeah. It kept getting pushed off, like oh we'll take it here, and then didn't go, and then oh we'll take it at high school nationals, and then ended up working yeah. the whole time. And- I
0: will say it'll just make our lives a little more stressful going there. Like it'll be great, it'll be a great opportunity, and we'd love to go. Um, but <laughs> then we've got um, Upstate Classic within, I think three weeks. Ooh,
1: yeah. yeah, that one's of Arnold. Be. <laughs> got
0: a lot but here i am competing the weekend before carolina oh time. you so, are yeah that's, right. yeah, yeah that's right yeah i don't know right. why I decided to do that <laughs> um well it's because i couldn't compete at Lil- at-, at atlanta open because of my uh my back so right.
1: yeah dang yeah. that's crazy it's just
0: getting a meet in that's all it is just keeping it like it doesn't even have to be like a, a meet where i'm right going in with a specific you know just go goal i just go. need to do a meet for the sake of like staying in the groove and yeah. staying on it well competing is a skill yeah. Right. And
1: you want to continue to refine that skill. Like, uh, I try to tell a lot of people, like, I, I now sometimes train, not sometimes, I train a Bucked Up a lot more now than I do Spider, but that's transitioning. You know, as I start to lift heavier weights, I'll go to Spider, Um, as I am tomorrow. But, you know, there's a lot of kids in there who are like, oh, yeah, man, I'll compete when, I'll compete when. And there's always that over and over and over. And I'm like, just jump in, just do it. That's like,
0: why we run office meets.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, just do it. But it's this number attachment. Like, it's just really, really bad like in my opinion i think it's a bad mindset to have whereas let's just like just do it is a skill just because you're hitting this in in the gym doesn't necessarily mean it's going to correlate to the platform competing mm-hmm. is legitimately a skill like there's different circumstances there's different like environmental situations like you you can't prepare a hundred percent for what's about to happen you just got to do it over and over and over yeah yeah agreed
3: mm. is it okay beef the week time
0: I was about to say I beef. I've been I have trying so to think much. of my beef the entire drive here.
1: <laughs> I've got like multiple beefs. <laughs>
0: okay. But well maybe you might have to choose one for me.
1: I'm just gonna do one for now. And okay. then maybe we can circle back to me if you guys don't have one. Okay. I'll do I'll do an easy one. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, do, I'll do the beef I had with you that I said okay. earlier. I have that beef. You posted something the other day that said uh it was the it was a real it was like the driver's cup holder mm-hmm. is like the front one, mm-hmm. and I argue with you and said mine was the back one. Mm-hmm. You said objectively I was wrong.
0: It's I, because I, it is fact that it should be the front <laughs> cup holder.
1: My beef <laughs> is with the word objective. <laughs> 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 I say subjectively, <laughs> you're wrong, but I'll let you slide. Like the, just the, just you saying it was objective, just uh, just I don't know what it did to yep. me.
0: It's because what I say is fact <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs>
1: I'm so, so I was like, that was like, that was my beef of the week. And that, that did happen this week.
0: It did. It happened like three days ago. It feels like a little bit longer, but it was like three days ago.
1: That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we could, you know, discuss that like adults. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: agree to disagree. And that's, and, and we talked about this actually when we got here. Your car is built a little bit different than mine, where your cup holders are more forward of you. Mine is like directly beside my hip. So for me, (laughs) I have to like contort my body to reach Reach the back back cup holder. So, like, I have to do the front cup holder because it's the easiest to grab. Um, but see so what really ends up
2: happening is she just ends up using both cup holders. That is
0: not true. That is not true. I'll stick the water bottle by my feet and then the coffee cup in the front cup holder. But what about the door? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and what about the old coffee cup from yesterday that you hadn't thrown out? Uh oh. It just depends. And then the can, can of we, diet coke sitting in the floorboard.
0: Listen, I'm listen.
2: I feel like we're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, so he gives me crap for how I like I don't clean my car often, right? right. Like it's, I I, I just don't, I, I don't need to. There's no reason to, right? I don't drive anybody around. It's just me. But when he uses my car, he'll leave trash in my car.
1: It's already trashy. But like, <laughs> but kidding. if I leave anything
0: in his car, it's like you left trash in my car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I got nothing. It's just like, you know. It's not, it's not a good I just good don't habit feel like you have. should be judging
0: it's my lifestyle. I do what I want. It's
2: definitely a bad habit that I picked up is I used to give her all kinds of shit for leaving like cups. So like, you know, you, um, you know, just have a, a, a like a side table. Yeah. Beside the house. She's a, just like, leave cups there, you know? I,
0: or, I leave half empty cups I do too. of beverages Whoa. everywhere. Yeah,
1: It's because I want to taste. That's it. I don't want the whole thing. I just want to taste. I'm just taste. a
0: sipper. But if it gets too cold or too hot, right? So like, let's say I get a, a cup of coffee, right? If I take too long to drink it, it's lukewarm by the yeah. time I finish it. I'll stop drinking it once it's, lu- it's I'm not doing yeah. that. I have to drink it when it's hot. So then there's a half cup of coffee there. Agreed, yeah. If it's a Diet Coke in a can, once it's been room temperature, I can't drink it anymore because yeah. it doesn't taste it doesn't right. Taste right yeah. So it's like it's not that I I can't finish a drink. It's that I, I'm a sipper, not like a I can't like down it. I'm not the type to down it. Right. So it, that's that's where my problem comes in. It's not that I can't finish a drink. It's yeah. that by the time I want to finish it, it's not the right temperature. <laughs>
2: Well, I was gonna say that's a that's a habit that I've now picked up from you. Also, is just leaving the cups on, on the little side table. Because I used to give you shit for it, but now I like I'll walk in the house and like it'll be my side of the couch. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of cups over there. Like,
1: oh man, who that did was that? me?
0: Or like I'll bring a plate in with food, right, for dinner, and I'll he like, yeah, just put it on the table, and i will be like, oh, <laughs> where? <laughs> and I like move six cups and stack them on each other, and then like there you go. <laughs> like there it is.
1: Oh, man. I don't
2: know where all these cups are coming from, but
1: up. I, I will say uh, my real beef of the week is people in the gym who do dumbbell exercises right in front of the dumbbell rack. I don't understand it. I never did. Never will.
0: Instead of just picking them up, stepping back 10 step, steps. Yeah. yeah just yeah. take
1: a, a few steps back. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Never and I don't know why, but it eats at me. Yeah. And I think it's just because I feel people are being inconsiderate. Mm. Right. Like I said, we have already talked about like, making things like easy and smooth. And smooth you think about
0: other people when you do things. Correct. Therefore, you're thinking about how someone else might react if you are standing directly in front of all of the weights. Right.
1: <laughs> like, especially the ones that you know people are going to use the most the 20s, 25s, 30s, 40s. It's just like, yeah. just take a step back. Mm-hmm. Is that more of a problem at Bucked Up or at Spider? It's not really a problem at Spider, only Call because, like, out no <laughs> there's this no one the there's no one specifically no it's just like this is just a it's just a natural thing for lifters to do uh but no I'm not talking about anybody specifically spiders are very small so like people naturally just move move out the way just because it's the dumbbell rack for spiders in the doorway so you you have to move out the way so it's never an issue there at bucked up I do see it quite often um where people just grab things and just do stuff right in front of the rack um I just i could never i just can't comprehend it
0: i think that's really common in quote-unquote big box gyms like more commercialized gyms um because at least from what i've seen of bucked up it is more commercial it's not as specific to like a sport right whereas like spider is very sport specific Correct. um and what i've noticed is like with powerlifting gyms there tends to be a unspoken community rule you know and people tend to be a little bit more I'm not saying all the time (laughs) but they tend to be more thoughtful in what they're doing and making sure that like you know they're not taking up all the space with their body right in front of the dumbbells Well,
1: that's kind of how I feel whenever I bring my big camera in there I see more people are way doing it now which is great Um, but you know I squat at a certain place all the time. Is where I've been squatting for the last x amount of years Um, so it's the best place to have my camera because it's out the way I also notice when I'm at Bucked Up, I choose a certain rack because it has more space where I can put my camera so that it's not in anyone's way. And if anyone walks by, I really don't care unless I'm walking out or I'm squatting and someone's walking by me or behind me yeah. only because it's more of a safety issue. Mm-hmm. Like what if something could happen to me and I dump the bar or whatever the case. I am thinking about those things. But I do I do like to like get out of people's way. And I, I love how I
0: when people have spatial awareness. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) So rare. yeah. But uh, Um, what's you guys beef? So I'm going to go, I mean, I could choose a million things, but some of them are a little bit too personal, probably. Um, Call them out. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I am, I mean, a a personal trainer, I, you know, coach, run the gym, whatever. Um, But I'm very big on making people feel as safe and comfortable as possible, specifically mm, women, like but that. all people that I train. Um, and part of that includes trying to improve my skill of like verbal cueing, right? Let's say I've got someone who's squatting and they're just falling directly forward and they're not sitting low enough or, you know, whatever. Right. My goal is to try to use as much of my verbal skill as I can to get them to perform the lift as I can.
1: I know where you're going because yes. I have this same beef. I have this beef because <laughs> I've yelled at people before and I had to calm myself. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> so, and I've also posted this on my close friends. So you've probably seen this too. Um, if but you do I. Know, I'm on the close friends now. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I don't like it. And it's specifically when male trainers will touch female trainers to spot, to assist, to. Educate where you should be feeling something. I think as a trainer and as a coach, your ability to speak and articulate what someone should be feeling or what they should be doing, I think you need to like really hone that skill before... Touching becomes your first resort. It should never be your first resort. And as a male trainer to a female client, I see that the most, where men are just like, you know, holding a girl by her waist to help her with pull-ups. It's like, okay, well, what other assistance can you use to do that? Could you grab the feet instead of the, the waist, right? Like, like if you have to touch, find a way that is going to touch without making them feel uncomfortable or touching them inappropriately. Um, and just being mindful of what you touch and where you touch, where you stand, where you sit, where you look. Um, but specifically, you know, male trainers, trainers in general, but specifically male trainers to female clients need to be better and to work on improving their verbal skill with cueing. Yes. I,
1: the way I like to put it is for male trainers specifically, I'm always like, would you touch a guy that way? Right. And if the answer is no, then you shouldn't be touching her that way. However, if she gives you permission, then yes. But you ha- that permission has to be asked. Right. right, you have to ask for that permission. But I, I do believe in the tell-show-do method, right? Mm-hmm. So communication is key. And if that's not helping them, then you show them. If that's not helping them, then you can ask. Right, but yeah, and some
0: people are like, I need you to like. Touch like let's say I want you to pull your shoulders back or something and like no where matter, am I
1: supposed to feel it like right you, like yeah. some
0: people you do have to touch but I'm always like do you mind if I touch you touch you here and I'll tell you specifically where I'm gonna touch mm-hmm. you I'm never not gonna be like randomly coming up and touching your shoulders I'll be like do you mind if I touch your shoulders right. they say yes I'll show you through here and I've learned that even more so with kids so I've started coaching mm-hmm. a lot of kids and I think everybody's first automatic I guess. Um, like go-to method is to physically put them in the position you right. want them to be in. But it's like one, they're not always going to be lifting with you. Two, they need to be able to feel it on their own. They need to build a sense of body awareness. Yes. And that it takes time, right? Like eventually you probably are going to have to touch, you know, somewhere to t- to teach them how to properly, you know, deadlift or squat or bench or whatever. But it should never be the first choice. Never. It should always yeah. be, and I think a lot of, and I think a lot of that comes from me being able to do group fitness for such a long time. Is that you don't get to touch the people that you're teaching in group fitness. You got thirty people in front of you. You're on a microphone. You have to show them and you have to tell them. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a skill that I've gotten from that. But if for trainers who aren't from that background. You can still teach yourself to be better at it. Like film yourself, record yourself, uh, watch group fitness videos. Like that's how I learned. Like you just go on YouTube and you just watch fitness instructors verbally cueing people how to do things. and You pick up things and you just put them in your back pocket to Mm -hmm. use like later on. I agree. It's my beef. So male trainers, please do better. General trainers, just, just try, just make an effort.
2: (laughs) Well, mine's not going to be that serious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i feel like that was good and there was a whole like lesson and like yeah. art to that i'm like no I, I don't so my beef of the week is with rogue fitness <laughs> so are,
0: we're calling out like directly. we are we're gonna
2: call them out it's okay they're not gonna listen to this who cares um so our uh we, so Jim is in south carolina right there's no ac it's not climate controlled there's a lot of humidity uh bare steel equipment does not last very long in that kind of environment so we have owned multiple bare steel barbells and they rust immediately. Like there is no keeping them up to, you know, cleanliness standards or whatever. It's just rust immediately.
0: I think maybe you should elaborate on the difference in bars just a little bit for those right. that, who have never purchased their own bar.
2: So with barbells, you have basically like three different kind of bars. You have a bare steel bar, uh, which is the kind that will rust. So that's like an Alico barbell. Um, you have the second kind, which is like a coated bar where you could have like, like a, like a black zinc coating or like Cerakote, you know, they make all different kinds of finishes that it's basically like a layer that goes over top of the steel to keep it from rusting. And then the third type is stainless steel where it's, there's no coating on it, but the type of steel it is, it doesn't rust or it doesn't rust very easily. Um, and that is the kind that we always buy, uh, is stainless. So we bought all of our barbells from the boneyard from Rogue, which is basically where the bar maybe has like a scratch on it, and they give it a huge discount because they can't sell it for full price. And so we've always bought the stainless steel bars from the boneyard, and it's been great. Yeah. This uh this past one that we bought, we bought it. It looked great. We took it out of the package. About a week later, we start noticing some rust on it. Like, hmm, this is not a this is not a stainless steel bar. <laughs> So I take some pictures and I put it beside uh, I put it beside one of the stainless bars and say, look, like, I, you know, I send it to the customer service. They look like this is a bar that's two years old and no rust on it. This is a bar that's two weeks old and you can see it's covered in rust. I'm like, like we, we, we you know, if we purchase a stainless steel bar, we want to see if we can return it. Like, oh, well, we reviewed this with our customer service team and the solution is you just need to clean it.
1: What?
0: Like, bro. <laughs> I paid for a stainless steel. Right. Like, no, is a I'm minimum like, like refund the amount, right? Like right. the amount that you lost. Yeah,
2: right. So, so I'm beefing with with Rogue Fitness now. This is ongoing. I'd beef so, with them too. So, Rogue, if you're listening, I want my money back. I want a real stainless steel bar. <laughs> well, and it's and it's
0: so difficult like with Obviously, in the Carolinas in general, but especially in South Carolina, the heat that we have Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. We don't have AC. It's all humidity in that gym. And then we have members who will just, like, practically take the chalk block and just draw on the bars. And those are typically your not legitimate power lifters, like, not people who actually, like, compete in the sport, who are just, like, lifting. But
2: Yeah, and the thing is, like, if you have a stainless steel bar, it doesn't matter. You can leave chalk on there. You could leave it outside in the rain, and it's probably not going to rust. But, like, ah, man. Shouldn't rest the way it does. Yeah, like if I paid on but that's why I won't buy an Alico until mm-hmm. they come out with the stainless versions
1: because I'm like I'm not
0: right, gonna that's buy. That's the reason it. we yeah. don't buy Alico. Okay. Okay. It has I nothing was, to I do with the cost of that. Alico. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was definitely wondering about because I don't know if you brought that up on a in a story or something, but I, I, had, I had questions. Yeah. yeah, but thanks for answering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but from what
2: I, from what I've seen, they're they're working on a prototype for a stainless steel bar. But it's not going to be the same as their competition bar. Like, the knurling is not supposed to be sharp. It's like, okay. their, like their training version. So it won't be a competition so be standard. A competition okay. bar,
1: which kind of sucks. Yeah. I think it's really got a powerhouse. Yeah. Like, like think about it. Like, when you're lifting, I don't really care what I lift with in terms of, like, calibrated plates. Like, it's calibrated, whatever. Like, yeah, you won't get stuff, but it is what it is. But, like, whenever I see that, I'm like, that feels like the gold standard. You know? Mm-hmm. That feels like... If I lift with that, I'm an elitist. That's what I feel yeah. like. Like, I feel like I'm an elitist once I do that. That's just my opinion. Yeah.
2: And my thing is, like, you know, if, if you know, whatever equipment it is, it's like you train in whatever conditions you you can't, right? And um, I think people have kind of talked that one to death already in yeah. the past, you know, couple of weeks about like, you know, lifting on <coughs> kilo plates versus pounds and, and all of that stuff. But at least for me, it's kind of like, okay, if I have the ability to control exactly what's going to go into this gym. I'm going to get the best kind of stuff I can, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's going to be the highest quality, which is why like when I get a bare steel bar instead of stainless, it, it's like, mm, no, it's not, that's not what we want here. Not just yeah, like, I oh, I
0: can control the environment and what goes in it. It's also, it's like, I paid for this thing. I would like to receive the product that I paid for, or at least a refund since I didn't get that product.
1: Well that, and you guys have a gym. So, you know, you're very intentional about what you're getting for your gym. And if you're, if it's not that, then I mean, you should take that to heart. You know what I mean? You yeah. should be upset. Also you pay money <laughs> <laughs>
0: and barbells are expensive. Yes. Like if you've never yeah. purchased a bar, like obviously it's like, if you're just looking at barbells, you might not like think too much about the cost, but like if you've purchased a barbell before, you know that a good barbell is not cheap by any means. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most expensive thing in our gym, but <laughs> we we have the most of them.
1: Yeah, it's true. All
0: so right. For the week. That's pretty so much I it. I think,
1: um, uh, What we got from this is, you know, to understand subjective versus objective, objective. (laughs) and also Pete. That's about to say, Peachy. Lord have mercy. We were just talking about him in the Carolinas. (laughs) So, Peachy, if you're hearing this, come to the Carolinas, come live, please. We we've been discussing it, but uh, Marcus and Andre, we're rooting for you to take it for the Carolinas. Everyone else in the Carolinas, we. Need you guys to do your thing. Yeah, we can't let someone that for stuff legal like that reasons Tevin win, uh,
0: Jamar did not say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I'm from the am I'm, I'm a North Carolina like boy like I am I'm born and raised I love the Carolina, but you know if I'm if I'm putting my money on anyone I'm not, but it would be someone from Carolina. But also again I'm not training Teb to lose. Like that man is strong.
2: You're not giving him the
1: stiff leg deadlifts on purpose. That's all him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Teb's impressive. He's 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 been you know he's impressive. He's got a he's got a good base and you know I feel like this meet will be really good for him to, you know, put him on a platform with competitive athletes that he can, you know, really compete against. I mean you got Dan coming in at ninety, uh Teb's at ninety um, but it's not about, you know, 90 versus, it's not the weight class battle thing that we're talking about. But since there are in the, relatively those weight, cl- it's good to see how you stack yeah. up against the competition. You know what I mean? Dan plays sixth at nationals. So like that's big, you know, in the 90 weight class, you know what I mean? And then, um, I mean, you got Dom, like Dom, the Car- like, you know, Carolina fave, you know, along with Andre and Marcus, as I said before. And all the, there's a, a lot of, you guys have a lot of people coming in, but, carolinas i already know one of the carolinas for the women's are gonna win you know what i mean right right
0: yeah we can't say who we are thinking is we got in trouble last year for yeah
2: i think there's only one on the women's side that's from out of state at least in the open day i think it's just elizabeth I think It's just elizabeth yeah yeah, yeah. So, we got quite with, a few out of state she's on georgia right
0: yeah. 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 yeah yeah
1: yeah she directed the meet last weekend oh the sweet late open. that's pretty dope yeah Sorry, I didn't mean to make this go longer. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> I, there's no time limit. Yeah, it is, it's the Carolina prime time, man. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm going to want and hope a Carolina lifter wins. That's just how it is. Yeah, what yeah. Everybody wants. it'd be
0: a shame for Texas to win twice.
2: Well, and what I was saying is like, you know,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: just change the name. But I swear, I will pick if if if, <laughs> if Texas wins again. It doesn't matter if another state. If Texas wins again, I'm, I'm going to. Pray and vote that we change it to the South Carolina invitational. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you don't not. want North Carolina to be associated. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just,
0: <laughs>
3: just like just drop <laughs> a song. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs>
0: Which is funny because it's like ninety eight percent Carolina lifters, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: hilarious.
0: We just happen to get that one every year—that one strong Texas lifter that just takes yeah. it all. Like, you know what? We got to keep the
1: tradition going. I'm, I'm about to just pop in. It is. Well,
2: I see. You know what that means, though, is that means you got to go in and win corrupted for the Carolinas. I didn't think about that.
1: Dang! All right, you heard it here. I mean, anything can happen. Just yeah. Gotta, i I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm excited. Right. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much for you know inviting me on. I feel like I'm closing out for you guys. I'm sorry. I'll I'll be quiet. Well, oh, thanks no, for no. letting us no. in, in your home
0: to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for to my humble abode. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is awesome. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah. Well, yep. cool.
0: Bye. Awesome.